Good afternoon, fellow Gunners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm your morning and my co-host is usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Hope everybody's doing well. 20th versus 19th spot was the talk of the weekend for Arsenal fans. Coming up against the Nordic side, who at least scored a goal, even though they conceded, you know, the same as Arsenal. But, yeah, Arsenal's still trying to find the goal of the month. <laughs> and, yeah, hopefully we were going to find it against Norwich. Yeah. Finally, back off to the international break. I mean, it was only like two weeks too long. But as we said in the week, uh, the podcast before, it was also a good time now for Arsenal to come back after, you know, almost like to recharge the batteries after the torrid start to the season. Um, for me, uh, you know, the first game now after the break, you could see already immediate uh Change in the whole Arsenal setup, uh, the lineup going to you know, it was like what's probably going to be Arteta's in his mind, his best uh, back five with you know, it was Ramsdale, uh, Tommy Yasso making his debut, Ben White, Gabriel, and Tierney. And I mean, uh, were you surprised with Ramsdale getting in ahead of Leno? I was because I didn't expect it to happen so drastically, but like in. Like, or do you think Leno was as bad at City that that wanted to drop for Ramsdale, or do you think Ramsdale's performance against West Brom, you know, kind of gave him that heads up? But you know, that being said, I did think Ramsdale did deserve a start. Yeah, I just think it's a split case of look. Everybody knows now, or has actually become clearer now that Leno is not probably going to sign on, like you know, any extension to his contract. So with him then being down to one year next season, I think Arsenal will try to then cash in, you know, whether it's the start of next season or, you know, or like allowing to in January or start talking to um, to teams that are interested in him. So, and I, and I just think now also, you know, we said now Arteta wants to build a squad that he wants to, uh, you know, have a core around. And I think Ramsdale is the way... You know, all along, that is the way he wants Arsenal to play out from the back. Because if you also saw that, I mean, look, normally when you watch Arsenal play, and I mean, when the stadium is like packed, there is a sort of, you know, groan in that when, when Leno's either taking too long to get rid of the ball. And that. But I mean, you can see he's, like before he even uh, Ramsdale receives a pass, he's already looking, you know, where the opening is for him to play a pass, whether it's a short or, you know, that, that what they call a tactical kick, goal kick. He knows already where exactly he's going to place the ball. And I mean, also, you see, he's, he's I mean, not like Norwich were uh, going to be a, a constant threat to us, but I mean, you could actually see he knew how to also set out the defense on, on every set piece, how he was lining up his wall. I mean, he was almost like every uh, ball that, that was going over, that where the wall was like, you know, coming in strong, he was almost like applauding every little thing regarding the Arsenal defense. So, I mean, kind of positive signs, but I mean, you still want to have, you know to really judge him when he plays against, you know, even a stronger team. So look, I don't know how it's going to work out this coming weekend because there was some talk of um, Ramsdale playing probably again on on, uh, like on Saturday for the Burnley game, and then Leno probably comes back for the Spurs game, and then Ramsdale might even get the you know the uh, midweek game after that, uh, in between the Burnley and Spurs game against uh, AFC Wimbledon. So, you know, we go into the game. The game kicks off Arsenal already. Start, I think, from the first minute already. We're on the front foot. Kieran Tierney ends up getting the ball, flings it across the box. Pepe, something that was almost like haunting Pepe throughout the game in the like majority parts of the match. 
his control was quite poor. Every time he was getting the ball, was like onto feet, a little like bubble of his shin or whatever. And, and by the time he ends up miscontrolling the ball, uh, Loney, uh, left back from uh, Man United at, at, at Norwich now for the season, uh, Brandon Williams, he ends up you know charging down the ball before Pepe even has a chance to react. Yeah, Arsenal still looked a bit, you know, uh, we lacked that that vivid vigor actually in the. Just to get the, like, you know, we started okay-ish, but, like, there was that little lull as well where, you know, we had, it was like we were, were lacking kind of ideas again. Yeah, I mean, for me, with Arsenal playing, Star was positive, but I think it was more, you know, Tommy Yasuo getting us into those sort of positions, you know, bombing up from the right back and the position, and I think that is what you, you could, like, you know, just watching him, you get to see what we have been missing because... Number one, he's winning balls in the air constantly. His speed going forward is as scary as his speed coming back, which, I mean, really impressed me. And, I mean, this is now for somebody that, that not only signed, like, uh, like, a week and a half ago, but, I mean, to just be kind of thrown in from the deep, deep end after playing for Japan and having to travel all the way back, you know, to London again to be ready for the weekend match. So, I mean, he's he really impressed me. And, I mean, I just think to myself also with, with regards to the... The playing style, yes, we were trying to be positive in that, but it's almost like that final third, that 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 yeah. kind of bluntness to it, like yes, I don't know when to to you know get the sort of because I don't know how many times I saw certain play, not all players, but there were certain players that weren't giving it passes when it should be because you could see I actually felt for for Aubameyang also in the especially the first half where. You can see he's trying to delay his run, delay his run, but it's like it passes just not coming in. And you know for a fact if you're pinging the ball faster through the you know the, the gears and the, and the channels in, in midfield, you know you're going to get that ball quicker out. But, I mean, you know, compared to what we sometimes see when, when Xhaka plays and El Nini plays, I mean, Lokonga wasn't that bad. And, I mean, Maitland-Niles, you can see he's now like feeling his way back into the squad again. Yeah, and, and what I like to think with this time with Arteta, we saw a bit more of a an aggressive um, pressing. You know, we were pressing yeah, even right. with them through. We were pressing a bit more, so you know, we kind of saw a bit more of identity. And you know, I was moaning. I know you had to be the brunt of it, but I was moaning a lot of you know, not happy about the performance, not happy about the performance. And even on Monday, I was even with one of my other mates to say that you know I, I'm not happy with this performance of ours, but in the grand scheme of things, when you looked at it, like, you know, you got to see Ramsdale, which could be Arteta's choice eventually to be number one, and your back four. I mean, that's how back four that played together for the first time. Yeah. You know, so they did look a bit solid. They looked like there's a bit more pace in the team. And like you also mentioned, Lukonga and Maitland Niles in the midfield, it kind of gives you more, you know, that, 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 that mobility in the midfield. Yeah. But, you know, that being said, it's true. I mean, look, I had, you know, I mean, I don't know how much I did whine to you about the whole thing with that match or the quality or lack of quality at times. But, you know, when you sit rationally and you start thinking about the old, you know, thing, as you said, now you take a step back and you really almost like analyze the game, then you can see the, there are certain aspects of the game where you can actually be positive about because, I mean, I was just, I don't know, I just wanted them, like, say, in my mindset, I wanted the more swashbuckling um, attack. You know, really, you know, flying it at, at the team that's also, you know, bought in the in the cellar with us. But I mean, after the when you think of it now, 
on a on a wider or a broader perspective, you can actually see there were certain things where we were bossing things because Ben White was doing something that, that people have always been talking about. We haven't really got to see it, but now we saw it. We you see his array of passing when he set that you know that long balls, cross field passes, he's like, you know, on the money. And then you've got that like Gabriel that's trying to dominate you as a, as an attacker, where he's like trying to get his body either, you know, ahead of you or, you know, hold, you know, hold strong and not giving you time to try to like bully him and he was also winning a lot of aerial balls, but for me, Tommy Asso, the sort of ball that, that they were trying to sling in, and he was like winning because I think there was one point I think where it was, I think I still dropped it down here where it was between the tenth and fourteenth minute where Norwich was just eating root one balls or trying to soak up our attacks to eat us on the break. But I mean, he was always when the ball gets moved forward, he was like winning because I, I think he won like seven, roughly seven out of seven. Uh, it is over the course of the game. You, you know, another like player I wanted to you know, say something about is Martin Odegaard. I think he, he also played a decent game. He, he, he does like the basics very well and he's always like, you know, pressing and he defends quite well without the ball. So, so like, are you looking at this Arsenal team and like, I, I put my hand up. I mean, the, the listeners probably heard me also whine about, you know, we spent so much on backup players, etc., etc. But, if you look at, you know, we signed Ben White. He came to play as a centre-back. And I know he made a big fuss of signing Ramsdale, you know, for 30 million as a backup keeper. But look, he kept a clean sheet in both his games. He stood, you know, and like you said, he hasn't had a real test. But, you know, he was in the starting eleven as well. You know, um, the right-back also we signed to come play. We complained about it. But, you know, he slotted right in the right-back. And you can see the, the impact. I know he hasn't been tested fully, but you could see the difference that was made on that side. The Conga as well, you know. Odegaard, so all the players we signed, and, you know, yeah, but have you noticed also that sort of excitement when you saw Tommy Asso bombing forward? I mean, you, that that crowd was almost like you know, from a seated position, you're going up to a standing position, all like that anticipation of you know something's gonna happen with him, like where he's taking the ball on, or he's and I mean, he also showed his array like of shooting also, and and he, like his strength on. Where he cuts him on the on the, from the right to the left and, and he's, he's you know whoops the ball in with the left foot you. No, hundred percent. I I think that's maybe something to look forward to. I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, we, 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 we there was an improvement. There was a bit more desire. I know that that cutting edge was lacking, but you know, we 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 showed a bit more desire than 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 our previous games. Yeah. I mean, like fifteen-minute Norwich, then you know, on a sporadic attack, uh, McLean then ends up heading the ball over. But I mean, this after Saka ends up getting robbed of the ball. I think sometimes he still gets that, you know, sort of casual phases he goes through where he gets, uh, you know, you think he has way too much time. But I mean, this is the Premier League; you don't already have that much time. You need to get, you know, the ball quicker out of the feet. Then twenty-seven-minute Norwich, then you know, more brave now. They were they attacking four days forward. Arsenal kind of looked almost like with it playing some to play within their shell, and I was getting sort of worried, thinking, you know, this is a sort of game where you stick into a game plan like against Man City or Chelsea, yeah. and all of a sudden, after a few minutes, you know, that plan goes out of the window. But I mean, Arsenal kind of held on, weathered the storm, and I mean, we saw ourselves going 0 0 into half time. Yeah, it was a really, you know, not the most exciting first half, but. You know, at least we were null-null at half-time, something we couldn't say 
the season. And I think that's just one positive at least. I thought, you know, we on a, we have improved since the international break. Yeah. Then second half, Arsenal start in a more positive fashion. They look, you know, more on the front foot this time around. Uh, as you mentioned, Niles, Niles starts getting a bit more uh, adventurous. He starts, you know, with more uh, surging runs going forward. And I mean, 56 minutes, he ends up setting up Saka. With, I mean, a, almost like what they call an inch-perfect through ball. Saka then has a shot block. The ball ends up spilling to Pepe. And when I thought it's just going to be a, you know, a little tap-in for Pepe. By the time he's, like, you know, reacting... Again, Brandon Williams comes in from almost like out of nowhere and just dives and makes a crucial block for Norwich. So close, again, close for Arsenal, but I mean, still no cigar. Yeah, I, I started getting worried at, at a certain point because I thought, you know, it is going to be a game where Norwich does a smash and grab because yeah. you know, we just didn't, we didn't want to take the chances. And like you said, you know, we were looking very, very... Um, Flat, like not. I wouldn't say flat is in like you know we we were not. Um, I gotta say we're being bullied, but I mean just flat like that. That that's that lack of, you know that Cesc Fabregas pass or that um, or that Alexis Sanchez way of you know weaving his way through the team. It just seemed like very difficult to break through Norwich. And it's like when we do get it, like you know the chances. I mean I'm still gonna get to this one part, but it's like nobody wants to take any responsibility of shooting, so they all. Rather touch, touch, touch with the ball, and then afterwards, then it's like, okay, now who's gonna shoot? Are you gonna, or am I gonna, or do I lay it off to a third person? And 62nd minute, we then did now make the changes because, look, you can see something was now needed extra. And Smith Rowden ended up coming uh, on for Tomiyasu. I mean, who came off to a, and I mean, a, a standing, like, you know, applause for him. And then, of course, uh, Thomas Parton came on for Lakonga. Maitland-Niles and got switched from uh, defensive midfield to right back. So, I mean, you could see everything, almost like all the substitutions were actually making sense. And I mean, four minutes later, great interplay by Arsenal. Pepe ends up getting the ball, forces Tim Kroon to fantastic save. I mean, when at a uh, second chance when you get to, to watch, Tim Kroon ends up just with the fingertips getting the ball onto the post. The ball ends up coming back, and then, I mean, there was a whole melee on the ground there between Pepe, Crew, and I forgot who the other defender was of Norwich. But, I mean, somehow Pepe ends up getting the ball. I think just by accident, it, it smacks the side of his boot and it rolls across the line, and Aubameyang then comes in with the easiest finish, 1-0 Arsenal. Yeah, first goal of the season, very happy to actually get it, you know, break out duck, so... I was really, really happy with, with that. I mean, I celebrated that goal like it was, uh, like, you know, we won a, a trophy. <laughs> yeah, and then after the goal, um, you know, Arsenal kind of, you know, with still time to probe uh, Norwich with various attacks. But I mean, again, still coming short, still not looking that sharp enough. Then Cedric ended up coming on at the second minute for Enzimaitl Niles. Um, Aubameyang then ends up, you know, forcing Tim Crowley into a good, Low save in the 83rd minute. Uh, a, a moment that got me really frustrated was 87th minute where Smith Rowe threw one goal, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you got the number 10, you're supposed to now either bury this chance and be sure of yourself or lay off if you're not you know, 100%. But I mean, he ends up just going straight into the Norwich box, and I mean, without even doing anything, no, not putting fade on the ball, not even picking a spot, and he ends up just smashing the ball straight into Tim Krul. So I mean, very wasteful chance because the 
big alarm bells was ringing. Then I think what was 89th minute or 90th minute where Cedric had to throw himself in the line of fire because I don't know what was it took a shot from Norwich, and he ends up making a crucial, crucial block. Yeah, it was a uh, lucky, lucky. I mean, there was, that was the one thing. But with Emil Smith, there's another thing where he, he's passed his decision making when he was through on goal as well. You know, we could he had to pick the right pass. I think he chose a bombing instead of giving it to Pepe or something like that, or vice versa. But um, you know, we definitely could have put this game to bed, and we almost you know could have thrown our points away. And I think that is something that, that he, in his game, he honestly really has to improve. Because, because, look, you can see when he came on, he was getting, you know, that's those sort of, well, that we always talk about the pockets of space. He was getting in there. But it comes now, and he has to already upgrade himself to knowing when to play the sort of pass that's going to hurt the opponent. And that is still, I mean, you can see he does not know. Or There was also moments in that game where, you know, instead of taking two touches, he takes three to four touches to get, and then the releases. And by that time, the players have already have they've already beat the offside trap, but now they can't even arc their run anymore, or anything because the ball has been delayed, delayed, and then pass. So, uh, really, at times he can be like for me, he can get quite frustrated. He frustrates me when I watch him sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, three points, I mean, we, yeah. when you're not playing well and you're struggling, I think three points are golden yeah. and we take on fellow strugglers Burnley um, on Saturday, which is, is, is going to be a good test. I think, you know, like you mentioned to me that when we played against Norwich, we, we were, I was quite impatient with the team because, you know, they came back from the national break, hardly got to train together, but... You know, as you said, you'll you'll see maybe a, a hopefully a better performance against the Burnley side. You know, who's haven't had the best of results, but you know, are, are seem to be get under Arsenal's skin of late. Yeah, and I mean, if you think uh, last season, they were almost like a thorn in our side, whether it was uh, at the Emirates or at Turf War, because I mean, both. Of course, we must also not forget it. It was also like a besides them being like a bogey team, but it was more down to our own doing, also both uh, games because. In the first one, it was Aubameyang with the own goal. And Granit Xhaka getting a red yes. card also when we were on yeah. top of things. And then at, at Turf, we ends up passing the ball straight to, who was it? Uh, Chris what? Wood. 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 Yeah. yeah. Kicking into him. So, yeah, we're going to the game. Um, holding still, I think he's going to be out injured for the game. El Nini still has an injury problem as well. And then Granit Xhaka is suspended. So... What would your layout be for that sort of game? I'll go Ramsdale again, same back four. Party and Lakonga for me. Um, <laughs> then I would like to go Odegaard and then Pepe, um, Aubameyang, Saka. I think for me that would be my lineup with Maitland Niles. You know, you, you probably could bring him on anywhere in the field if you need to show up the defense or if you <laughs> want to. So uh, it gives you a bit of a. I mean, you can either go Party and. Um, Maitland Niles or party in Lakonga, but like I'll keep it a very similar lineup. I mean, there's no need to change something, you know, uh, unless you feel it's broken. So I mean, like for for Burnley, I mean the two dangerous guys for them, even though this has been also a quite a poor start to the season. But I mean that McNeil, he's always a danger to them as well as uh, Westwood in central midfield because I think that is where the battle is probably going to be won because look, they are a very physical side as well. No, hundred percent. So I. Uh, I do feel that Arsenal will be tested, and I think you know if we can come away with three points, it'll be a 
you know, that kind of, you know, okay, you know, we're getting this ball rolling. We did say our season started from, you know, against Nadi, so, you know, who knows, maybe another three points could, could be good for us, and Spurs play Chelsea, means somebody has to drop points, and I'm not, you know, saying we're going to chase them, but, you know, we just close the gap a bit, a bit more, because, I mean, we've played two of the, the, the big boys already. Yeah, so in the coming week, we still play um, in the Carabao Cup against AFC Wimbledon, you know, formerly Wimbledon, that were in the Premier, in the Premier League back in the day, that went uh, bankrupt. So, I mean, that's going to be a good test. I mean, I think probably you will see, you know, a bit more youngsters in. I mean, it's probably going to be a, a like a 50-50 split with seniors to youngsters because um, from what I heard, uh, that Charlie uh, Patino is probably going to be in and around the squad. I mean, there is talk that he could even push for, you know, some sort of role that he's going to be playing in the game because uh, it's also going to lead me kind of into the talking point section as well because... Um, there is that talk that, that Barcelona and I think there's a couple other clubs that are actually keeping tabs now on him, on Patino. And I just think, because I think Arsenal were, want, the, the, the plan of Arsenal is when he turns 18, they actually want to give him already a, like a, a full pro contract. Because I think he is somebody that, you know, there's a lot of big things really expected from him. And I, I, I mean, if any of the viewers, sorry, the listeners, you can also, you know, have a look at his goal against Man United because Man United played with um, what was the guy's name? That that um, the one that always pulls all his faces at United, that defender of these. I can't get his name right now. Jones. Oh yes. He was playing, and um, Dean Henderson was playing as well in, in goal for for the Man United under twenty threes. And I mean, he actually made mugs out of both of them because he ended up getting. Full Jones on his backside, and then by the time uh, uh, Henderson is advancing, he ends up just chipping the ball away. <laughs> good to see as we have such good players for, and and youngsters, you know, coming up that you know could could carry on building with the squad and get, like you know not grow old together as in you know seeing a lot of teams like Liverpool for example. Yeah, and I mean one thing I also want to just bring up. I mean, in the like, actually, my, like my final talking point was. You know, the media the, with the flip-flops, because, look, I, I mean, you know me uh, like all your life, and for me, I've never, you know, liked United in any way. I mean, whether it's the rivalry or them as a club. But, I mean, what I just find so ridiculous, like, if you think last week or two weeks ago, the minute that Ronaldo signing came on and they go, like, this team is going to be, you know, <laughs> I was like, they 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 serious containers, whatever. And then... They, they stumble midweek against Young Boys Burn in, in the Champions League. And all of a sudden, it's like you think the whole world is coming down the way the media are, you know, slow, like slagging them off or this player they're slagging off. And, that. and I thought to myself, I just look at this and then, I mean, next weekend, they're probably the darlings of the media again. Yeah, what it takes is a Ronaldo hat-trick against, um, against West Ham and suddenly, you know, they, they contend this. But it's going to be a tough game for them. And I think... You know, like I said, you know, Arsenal, I think right now, have the advantage of no European football. So just kind of put your, put your, put the three points aside and just don't worry what the media is saying. Don't worry about anything. Just continue your job going under the radar because, you know, just I think that's what Arsenal just needs a season of just doing the business while the other teams are all fighting it out for the top four. And we just need to, you know, kind of gel together, get put in good performances, rack up the points because you just don't know what happens if a few teams pick up injuries. 
I mean, my take is just I want a more, um, you know, ruthless approach up front because I think slowly but surely that defense will probably sort itself out, like with yeah. you know, personality-wise. Like they look like they're people that, you know, can almost like dominate or, you know, because I think Gabriel would almost like feed off Ben White and the same with yeah. Ben feeding off Gabriel. So I, I just think it's going to come down to creativity now to actually get us now the goals and, and you know, get us almost like a less goal shy team. Because I think as, as we were discussing the last few podcasts or the past seasons even on the podcast, it's like we have become almost like a goal shy team. We don't have that sort of threat where we're going to put like four or five past teams on a like on a regular basis. We're not doing that. So it was like for us, some like a four like a four nil winners are like a, becoming a rarity for us. Yeah, that's true. But hopefully we can get there. Maybe you know we'll surprise ourselves this Saturday against Burnley. Yeah. So with that, guys, I mean it's again another shortened podcast. I think that's what happens when you don't have European food. <laughs> but that being said, enjoy the weekend, guys. Enjoy the match. Take care. Bye. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Yeah.